Welcome to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast, where we explore how our experiences can be a powerful source of insight into how we create fitness results that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Coach Caleb, and on today's episode, I am going to answer the question, do you deserve a free meal? I'm going to break down what those are and when we use them in our fitness journey. Well, do you? Do you deserve a free meal? What do you think? Uh, Are you sitting there kind of wondering if a free meal would help you, if it would get you towards your results? Do free meals even do that? Uh, But first, I will start this off with a definitive and emphatic yes. You do deserve a free meal because free meals are not something that you earn. They are not something that you deserve. They are just part of the program, at least where I'm coming from. So whenever I work with clients, and just to be very clear, I am working with general population clients. And what that means is that there are no like photo shoots or compensation packages or competitions or anything like that on the line related to the condition of their physique. So I'm not working with competitors or anything like that. I don't have timelines with which I work for physique goals. In fact, I generally work with people who want to create lifelong physique change and uh, that takes a little bit longer. Now, with that though, free meals are part of every single one of my clients' programs and they occur at a frequency of once a week at least. Now, you might be listening to this and be like, how can we do that? How can someone have a free meal and still get results, especially when we're talking about fat loss? Because of course, a free meal in terms of muscle gain can sometimes be very helpful if someone has trouble getting enough food in over the course of a week or however long, it can be a helpful boost in calories. But from the fat loss perspective, how does that work? Because at the end of the day, we do know that for fat loss to occur, we need to create an energy deficit or what we call a calorie deficit. And so a calorie deficit, simply put, just means that you are eating less food or less you are consuming or ingesting or whatever, intaking less energy than you are expending or using, right? And so we need to define too how, what period of time is that over, right? Because if you look at a deficit day by day, then that's going to be a little bit different. But the truth is you don't need to be in a calorie deficit every day to create a calorie deficit over a period of time, right? So generally what I do is I look at calories weekly because that's how often I check in with clients. So if a client has an up day and they, which is just meaning that they eat more than I've prescribed in terms of their macronutrients or calories, then they have another day where they can make up for it and lower their food, but they don't have to, right? Because with the experience-oriented method, we understand what's going to happen or the consequence of what we do, right? If I eat more than what is prescribed by the coach given my goals, then I may get there slower or it may not pan out the way that you know we've discussed or we expect, but that's fine and we can start to understand why I've kind of 
not eaten on plan or whatever. But the reason that we're talking about free meals here and um, their value is because I actually think that free meals are of tremendous value. And when I onboard people, a big thing that I often see is that people don't plan free meals, that they, you know, eat maybe an overly restrictive diet throughout the week. And then since they never plan free meals, they either have, you know, what they call going off plan on the weekends. And that can tend to spiral a little bit. But um, let's first talk about, before I get into this calorie thing, what is a free meal, right? Because, you know, we've heard other terms like cheat meals, I'm sure, or, you know, just going off plan, simply whatever. Um, we also have the idea of a free day or a, fr or a cheat day. Uh, I clearly don't use the word cheat meal. And, you know, sometimes I do scoff at the idea that a single naming of a concept it's not really going to change it, but the connotation is clearly negative when we talk about a cheat meal, and I don't want my clients to have a negative connotation with a free meal. A free meal is a positive part of their experience. It's a positive part of their diet and their work towards their goal, and it's a positive part of their life, right? But what a free meal is is a free meal is just an untracked meal where there is no goal or guidance to the meal other than, you know, to enjoy oneself or to do what you want. So there are a few parameters. And the first one is simply in the name is that it is a free meal, a single meal. Now that meal can look a lot of different ways. You could use that meal maybe if you wanted to go to the movies on a Saturday night and you wanted to have popcorn and candy and chocolate that would be your free meal, right? Just sitting and, and doing that, having like some treats that you maybe don't normally have. It could also be, you know, having a big family dinner on a Sunday night where, you know, you have, you know, just a bunch of food and, you know, maybe you go for multiple servings, but it is kind of like, like think of like a turkey dinner type thing around the holidays. That could be a type of free meal. Another type of free meal could be going out with a partner or a friend or whatever, a group of people to a restaurant where you do have an appetizer, a couple of drinks, um, a main and a dessert, right? Like it is not always, but it generally is a far more high calorie meal than you may typically have during the week, right? So for me personally, and um, many of my clients, especially the in-person ones, will, uh, will know this, but my free meals are often something like burger and fries or pizza, right? And those are just things that are very high calorie, very energy dense. Uh, when I eat them, I like to eat a lot, right? I don't like, I don't really love, you know, having a piece of pizza. Um, so that's just not my vibe. And then I, I'll have like a dessert, like maybe I'll have some ice cream or something like that. Um, or, or maybe I'll have, a, you know, a chocolate bar. But those things will not normally fit into what I'm trying to do with my macros throughout the week. And that's the case across anyone really that is trying to, um, you know, change their body composition or, or perform in the gym over the course of a week. Like generally speaking, and this is why I don't restrict foods with my clients is because if I give you, let's say 150 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs and 70 grams of fat, best of luck to you trying to eat only pizza, right? You're not gonna be able to hit those macros. And 
that's where kind of the point of the free meal comes in is it's like there is a self-restricting element to basically any diet, right? Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do with a diet is we are trying to lose body fat or change the body in some way. And that requires a little bit of structure, right? And you know, I've talked about the balance between structure and flexibility before. And you know, I've tried to be very clear that I'm not against structure because structure is very necessary in fitness for us to achieve our goals and for us to change our body. However, because structure structure, sorry, is so necessary and also so potent at creating change, it it is way overblown. And you can see here, you know, I can't get away. If you tell me I want to lose 20 pounds of body fat, I cannot get away from using some type of structure. Even if we're not counting macros, I have to introduce structure into your diet. Now, that can become tiring because even when I introduce structure, I say this is the macros you're eating or the this is how much protein and calories I want you to eat or when you do your food, I want you to eat it in this kind of quantity. Whatever I do, I'm restricting the quantity of your food, but there's also restriction of choice in that, right? Because like I said, I am inherently saying that you can't eat more than whatever 150 protein, 200 carbs, and 70 grams of fat is in calories, right? But I'm also restricting foods indirectly, right? So yeah, you can eat a piece of pizza and then you have to work and play macro Tetris as I like to call it and figure things out. Or you don't eat pizza at all during the week and you eat more of a whole food diet, you get to eat more food, your volume of food goes up, your micronutrient content in your food's probably going to be higher, all of these things. But then there's the restriction of you don't get to maybe eat the foods that are really important to you. And then there is the, the inevitability that things like social settings and you know family dinners or things with friends that revolve around food or even if you are the type of person that really values food as part of your social life or as part of a, your life that brings meaning to you which is many of us most of us I would assume in that situation you are necessarily restricting that right and and it's it's a hard truth and you know I am very much softer I think in my approach on this but it is just an inevitability that we do have to create structures that may restrict that which is why the free meal is so important. Now so the free meal offers you the ability once a week, and this is again, just like, this is what I do with clients. So if you're listening to this and you're not one of my clients, you may start to get some ideas of like what you can do and how this can work. Because we know that the free meal, first of all, impacts calories, right? Like you you can't just ignore it. Like you're hearing me, you're like, hey, Coach Caleb has said that these free meals are untracked right? Meaning that I don't know how many calories there are. But over the course of weeks, I will come to understand and also across the, you know, the type of people that I work with, right? Like I can see patterns. There is correlations in directions, right? A 220 pound man, which if you're listening to this, you, I know that he basically tries to put 
sushi restaurants out of business weekly. That person's calorie impact of free of their free meal is going to be very different from a 120 pound woman. It's just true or a 120 pound person of any, you know, type, like it's just different sized people with different muscle composition and fat composition are going to eat different amounts on their free meal. But over the course of all the people that I've worked with, I can kind of guesstimate. So when I'm telling you what your macros are, I'm already thinking about and knowing that, yeah, on average, maybe you're going to have two to 500 calories a day, more food added to your average, right? Because I'm dealing with what are the average calories. So yeah, it, it gets worked in, right? And that's how we can still create an energy deficit. But the important thing about a free meal is that it gives you a ton, right? So it gives you more than the mere flexibility of that one meal. It gives you the ability to, let's say you're a foodie, it gives you the ability to to express that part of yourself. If you really enjoy like fine cuisine and you want to do that weekly, you get to do it. If you want, if you just like going out on date nights with your partner, that's helpful. What if you want to go out um, after your kids have like a basketball game on Saturday night, you like to go for pizza and ice cream and just hang out or go to the movies. You get to do that. And you can start to see that it's pulling in um, social aspects, relational aspects, all of that. Then on the other side, and this is probably my favorite benefit to the free meal, is if we're tracking your scale weight. And this is the thing, people get very scared about this and people don't like it at first. But what happens is, you know, I'll take me for example, when I eat a free meal, three to five pounds is what I'm going to gain the next day. Because I usually eat it at night. It's usually got a lot more food. There might be a few things that go on inside the body because of the different salt contents and whatever. Okay, I might step on the scale and be five pounds heavier. So when someone does that, that's new to this, they panic a little bit, right? They step on the scale and they're like, oh my God, Caleb, I just gained five pounds. What am I going to do? And then the conversation is, well, just go back onto what, what you've been doing that's been working for you. Get back into your routine, hit your goals like we've talked about and watch what happens. And usually you're going to recover those two to five pounds, within two or three days, maybe four days, some people, everyone's different, right? But then you've, you've got to realize that there's seven days in the week. So it takes you two to four days to recover. So you lose about five pounds of water weight and some, you know, some displacement of things in your body in terms of weight. And then you have a few days where you start to make progress. And then, okay, so you learn that and you're like, whoa, that was kind of cool. And then after you've done that for 24 weeks, you understand that seeing a weight fluctuation one day, even if it's five pounds up, it starts to desensitize you to those things, right? So then you start to see that weight loss occurs when we're looking at it on a weekly basis in like a curved way where it spikes a little bit and then it comes down. But then what we see is the spikes get lower. Right. So maybe I'm 190 today. I step on the scale after my free meal. I'm 195. Next week, I hit 189.5. I step on the scale. Maybe I'm 195 again. Then the next week, I go down to a low of 189. I've lost a pound in two weeks. Then the next week, I'm maybe at 194, 194.5 after my free meal. And so you can see that the highs 
of each week start to come down, as do the lows. And that's kind of it, right? And so basically you learn, and then this is the thing that I like, is that then when someone's on their own and they have a meal out, they understand that it's not a big deal, that it's okay that your weight spikes up one day. And then you understand that all you need to do, you don't need to starve yourself the next day. You don't need to not eat till dinner the next day. You don't need to do the, the master cleanse or whatever it is where you do the lemon and cayenne pepper. You don't need any of that stuff. All you need to do is eat your normal food. Go back to normal. Always coming back to normal. And I kind of view it as, and maybe I'm butchering this concept, I kind of view it as like a mean reversion, right? If we keep coming back to normal, eventually everything is starting to come to that normal, right? It's like, it's mean reversion in the sense that no matter what the data is doing, it's going to revert back to the mean behaviors, right? So if you're constantly doing these things, constantly coming back to what you know works for you, what you know fuels you, what you know you're, is aligned with your goals, it doesn't matter that you have a once a week free meal. And to be quite honest, the once a week is the average. I have clients that don't do as much free meal because they feel very, very healthy with their relationship around food and they just don't like doing that, but they enjoy the benefits of having a little bit higher calories on the day, right? Um, and then I have clients who do more than one free meal because that's just the way they want to live. Hell, I do that sometimes, and it's not a big deal. And some days, some weeks, like I'll have two weeks, three weeks in a row where I do multiple free meals. And guess what? My weight goes up. And then you know what I do? I just get back into the groove of things when I'm ready, and it comes right back down because I know the amount of food I need to bring things back to normal. And you're not in this vicious cycle of, you know, push really hard and then fall off the wagon and then push really hard and then fall off the wagon. It's just like, you're never off the wagon. You're just, some days you have higher food, some days you have normal food, some days you might have lower food, you might get busy, you might, you know, forget about a meal, all these things. But at the end of the day, the answer to the question, do you deserve a free meal or have you earned a free meal or any of these stupid questions, the answer is yes, because your life is not only about your fitness goals. And if you have regular free meals, which just means meals that you don't track, you know, it doesn't mean that you need to go nuts on your free meal. You can just eat a meal and not track it too. That can count as a free meal. But, you know, we like to indulge. That's part of our culture in a big way. It's, you know, our foods are higher calories, a lot of them that people really enjoy, and that's fine. We need to learn strategies to incorporate that into our life. But the answer to that question of do you deserve a free meal is yes. Yes, you do. Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. Thank you for listening to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and found it valuable, please share it with the people in your life that you think would benefit from this information. If you don't have anyone in mind, I encourage you to take a screenshot of the episode, throw it up on your favorite social media feed, and if that happens to be Instagram, tag me with the handle at Coach Caleb K. Lastly, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. Send me a question about the episode or your favorite part of the episode via DM on Instagram at Coach Caleb K. Until next time.